Okay, give me some scriptures. People, places, and things is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to have a little lesson in grammar. Okay, a noun is a person, a place, or a thing. So we're people, places, and things today. Okay. Numbers chapter number 13, verses 1 through 3 is where we'll be in the King James for this. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel of every tribe of their fathers, shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your presence that has already been in this room. We thank you for your touch. And I pray that the word will now go in and way of anointing, that it will fall on good ground, not on the wayside, not on stony ground, not on thorny ground, but on good ground. Let the word take up root in our heart and grow and bear fruit in Jesus' name. Everybody said, yes, Lord. Notice that the Lord said, which I give unto the children of Israel. God was planning on giving it to them already. It wasn't a condition of if they do this, the Lord said, which I give unto the children of Israel. The promises that God has for you, He's ready to give them to you. It's up for us to, re- it's up to us to receive them. It is up to us to say, yes, Lord, I'm going to take it, or no, I'm not going to take it. It's up to us to position ourselves in the kingdom that says, yes, Lord, I believe that I not only want the fruit, but I want the promises that you have for me. God has promises for you, but somewhere down the line, the devil wants to rip you off and take those promises away. Amen? Let's go on. So after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen, and they showed the fruit they had taken from the land. They had the fruit. They already had the promise that the Lord said, I am going to give them all of this land. And now they're bringing back the fruit of the land saying, here it is. This was their report to Moses when we entered, we entered the land you sent us to explore. And it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit that it produces. So they show them these grapes. Now I was reading about this. These grapes can grow very, very large because of the climate and the soil that they come out of. And sometimes they may be as big as, as oranges or, tan, or not tangerines, but grapefruit and sometimes even bigger. So that's a lot of grapeage. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak, which is the Amalekites. But the people, I'm talking about people in your life, the people that stand between you and the promises of God. Let's go on. People from our past, people in our present, people in our future, people play an important part in our lives because we are creatures of relationship. No man is an island to himself. Our lives are built of relationships. There are people that come into your life and there are people that walk out of your life. Guess what? The people that walk into your life and they leave your life, you've got to let them go. 
I'm talking about church people. I'm talking about work people. I'm talking about people in your, in your high school class. I'm talking about people on your job. You have to let these people go. Sometimes God allows you to come in, uh, these people to come into your life for a, a, a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Amen? People do not come into your life to always camp there and stay there. But people come into your life and they deposit things in your life and you deposit things in their life. But don't get comfortable with the people that you are around. Guess what? I will not be in some of your lives a year from now. Well, I hope I am, but there will be some that I won't be. You may move away because of a job. You may move away because you want to go somewhere where it's warm. Stay here where it's warm today. There are people in our present. God puts people in our present to accomplish what he wants to do in our future. And there are people in our future that God wants to bring into our future. He wants to bring them in to fulfill his plan and purpose in our lives. He brought the children of Israel to the promised land. He brought them to the point that he said, this is the land that I will give it to you. I'm going to give you this land. But they said, the giants are there. There's people there that are holding us up. There are people in your life that are holding you up from walking into the promise of God. You hearing me? There are people in your life in the present that the devil will bring into your life that will try to mess up what God is doing in your life. Donna, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You just get away from them, you pray them out, and boom, they show up again. There are people in your past that will try to haunt you. Let them go. All they want to do is cause you pain. All they want to do is cause you misery. And the only thing they're doing is they are hurting you from walking in to what God has promised you. Amen? Because God has people in your present and there are people coming. There are people in, that are coming to this church that we've never seen their faces and we do not know their names, but they're coming. Amen? There are people in your life that, that God is going to bring into your life to fulfill His plan for the future. You do not know their name yet, but they are going to become one of your best friends. You don't know what they look like, but they're going to be there when adversity hits and trouble hits. What's that for? God is replacing those people that were in your past. God is replacing those people that tried to pull you down and discourage you. God is replacing those people in your present that don't seem interested in what God has for you, that they want to do their own thing. They want to be their own ministry. They want to be their own person. Are you seeing what I'm saying? God is bringing the people. All you need to do is believe Him and say, Lord, I'm ready to take the land that you want to give to me. Oh, take it now. That's right. Let's go on. The Amalekites live in the Negev. You know where that's at? Now, it's not translated like that in the King James. It's translated like that in the New Living Translation. The NEGEV is the southern pastures and plains of Israel. So the, Neg- the Negev, or whatever you call it, is the southern pastures. Then the Amalekites lived in the southern plains. Then the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites lived in the hill country. Then the Canaanites lived along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. Places, people, and places. There are places I used to go. There are places I go now. 
And there are places, forgot to put the S on there, I will go in the future. There are places that I used to go that I don't go there anymore. I used to get my card punched at the Redwood, but I don't go to the Redwood anymore. I used to go to Twisters, but they shut it down, thank God. I used to go to wherever, the Blue Mound Tavern. I used to go to the Full Moon. There are places I used to go. A guy one time, he tried to get out of those places to the places that he went then or went now. But he always went back to the, had to go to this certain restaurant because they had the best sandwich. There's a lot of sandwich places in town. But they had the best sandwich, the the best Coca-Cola, the best whatever. You know what the Bible says? Let not your good be evil spoken of. Well, I just go in there. Well, I'm an ex-addict or an ex-drunkard or whatever, an ex-drunk, and I, I like to go in there and get something to eat. I'm not drinking anything. I just sit at the bar and drink Dr. Pepper's. It also says to shun the very appearance of evil. So if people see you going in there, are they thinking, well, what happened? And -and so-and-so fall off the wagon again? So there are places I used to go, and there's places that I go now. Now instead of going to the bar, I go to Joel's place. You guys know where Joel's place is at? It's right here. Joel chapter 2. And in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy, and your old men will see uh, dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. We still get drunk, but we're just drinking new wine now. It's a different wine than it used to be. We still dance, but we're changed partners now. Now we're dancing with Jesus. We still get happy, but now it's for Jesus. You see what I'm saying? The places I used to go, I don't go there anymore because I'm a new man in Christ Jesus. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, old things are passed away and everything has become new again. Amen. Woo! I said it's new. I'm a new man. I got a new walk. I got a new talk. I got a new way of living. I got a new way of doing things. I got a new master. I got a new control in my life. It's called the power of the Holy Ghost. Woo, now I'm talking to you. Sometimes you're going to have to get rid of the old friends in your life. I know you love them. I know they've been there for you when everything was bad. I know when she called you up and told you she didn't love you anymore, they were right there for you. They were there. They said, you know, the best thing we could do is we just need to go smoke us some weed. Best thing we could do is just go bust us a few tops over by the campfire. That's what so-and-so would have done. So in his honor, we're just going to go bust a few tops. That's how the world deals with grief. That's how the world deals with sorrow. That's how the world deals with pain. But I got, there's a new sheriff in town. I got a new master now. There's a new power flowing in me. I got Jesus' blood pumping through my veins now. Guess what? There's water in the baptistry too. If you want to get baptized today, we'll baptize you. 
Sometimes you're going to have to get rid of the people that you used to associate with and you're going to have to stop going to the places that you used to go because you're a different person now. You're a new person now. You are a person that is ready to walk into the promise that God has given you. You can't hang on to this and go into that. You cannot say a little bit longer, please, Jesus here, and then say, now I'm ready to go because Moses will wheel around and say, it's too late. Today is the day of salvation. Now's the time. It's high time. Punch your neighbor and say, it's high time. I'm not talking about Miller High Life. I'm not talking about less filling. You go ahead and finish it. Tastes great. You know it. I'm talking about the Jesus thing. I'm talking about you can't go where you used to go anymore. Where do you want to go? I want to go to church. I want to do a Bible study. I wish somebody would get in and hit this thing and do three or four or five Bible studies a week. I can have you a Bible study every day of the week. And you know what? When you go do a Bible study, it's like getting the Holy Ghost all over again because you go in there and you plant the seed and you dig the ground and you plant more seed and you leave. And the next time you go back and you plant more seed, what are you doing? Well, I used to go to the bar, but now I'm going to Bible study. I used to go to the dance floor, but now I'm going to church. I just changed dance floors. I don't listen to that kind of music anymore. I listen to this kind of music now. I don't wear those kind of clothes anymore. I wear these kind of clothes now. Whoa, you see what I'm saying? I don't smell like this anymore because I ain't smoking that no more. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to somewhere in the future. I'm going to what God has for me. And if I'm going to what God has for me, I've got to let people and places go. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once. To take the land, he said, we certainly can conquer it. There's always going to be that voice in your ear, in your mind, that's going to be saying, you can do it. God said he'd give it to you. You can have it. But there's going to be that voice that's going to say, you can go in and take the land. You can have what I want to give you. you if we haven't won anything in your life, then I'm going to help you win now. Hallelujah. Guess what? Brother Les failed at this and failed at that and lost that all these years. But this past 12 months has been some of the best 12 months of your life. You know why? Because Jesus says, I'm going to give you some things. And Les says, I'm willing to leave the people. I'm willing to leave the places. And I want to hear that voice that's calling me saying, come on, Les and Sandy, move a little higher. Come on. I got a little bit more for you here. And I got a little bit more for you there. And I got a little bit more and a little bit more. And if it wouldn't have been meeting Les and Sandy, we would have never met Kevin. And Kevin, on December 10th, got baptized, rode over there in the water in the name of Jesus Christ. He's got a new car he's driving. Yeah, now. He was in Bible study with Dan the other night. I'm talking about walking into the promise. I'm talking about moving into what God has promised to give you. Let it go back here and get a hold of it up here and say, Come on, Jesus. Punch your neighbor and say, come on, Jesus. But the other men who had explored the land with disagreement, we can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. There's always going to be that voice from the past that's going to be talking to you. Oh, it won't last long. You won't go to church very long. You'll be missing out. You'll be smoking again. You'll be drinking again. You'll become a scientist again. You'll be pulling all that stuff out of those batteries and dipping it in the water. You'll be doing all that stuff again. There's that voice from the past. But let me tell you something. You can win if you want to win. Maybe you didn't hear that line. You can win if you want to win. 
You can change. You can be clean. You can be free. You can be delivered. No more shackles. No more chains. If you want it, you can have it. Come on, let's praise him. You got to make up in your mind that you want to do it. Ask anybody on the front row. If I wanted to, I could just go out and get plastered before dark today. If I wanted to, half of you wouldn't come back to church next week. Well, you might. You wanted to see who the new preacher was. But it's a mind thing. The battle is between your ears. You're either going to listen to the voice that says you can do it, or you're going to listen to the voice in the past that says you've always failed, you've always lost, there's no hope, you're not going to do it. But I choose to listen to the voice that says I think you're well able. I think that God you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. I think God that if I'm hungry enough, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. I think Lord that if you're big enough God, you can move us from this building to the next place and give us room to grow. Oh yeah. I think God you're able to get us money from the bank. I believe God the people can give and we can pay for that booger. Oh come on. I'm talking to somebody now. I believe God your word whatever you say I believe it touch your neighbor and say I believe what God says I'm not listening to the devil I'm not listening to my past you come in the church you get the Holy Ghost and you walk back out and on Thursday night or Friday night you're with all your old buddies cooking s'mores around a campfire and it's going around and it's going around I know this is a long one isn't it and it's going around Dude. And then it comes up to you. And you're looking at it and you got to say, do I want the land that he's going to give me? Which do I want more? Do I want to listen to the voice that says, the land that I give you, we can't go against them. You can't. Come on, we know you want to. Come on. You're really like us still. Yeah, you went to church. Yeah, Brother Tracy put you under that spell. Boy, I wish I could. We know Brother Tracy's got you programmed, you know, and you might have got something from church, but hey, we're buddies. We've been knowing each other, Uncle Bob, a long time. You don't say very much, but when you do, it matters. And the, and the fight is on in your head. The battle is on in your head. And you've got to weigh it out. Do I want it bad enough to say, I don't think so. Do I want it bad enough to say, you know what? This will probably be the last time that we all get together and I eat s'mores with you. I don't want any s'mores. I don't want any mushrooms. I'm not eating brownies with you. If I'm going to eat brownies, I'm going to all those church people because all that's all they do. They go to church and they eat. And they eat and they go to church. You know how this church is growing? Because we're eating church. We eat Holy Ghost food, and then we go to the basement, and we consume some natural food. And then we get some more Holy Ghost food. I'm telling you, you're going to have to get away from the people that are talking negative to you. You're going to have to leave them and say, I love you. It's been a good time. But now you are categorized as people from my past. Chow. Hasta la vista, baby. See ya, dude. Well, 
You're a holy roller now, and you don't love us. Yes, I love you, but I love me more than I love you, and I've got to get to heaven, and I've got to walk into the promise that Jesus Christ has given me. I've got to move into what he said how he's going to give me. I've got to keep on going. I don't have time to slow down. I don't have time to turn around. I don't have time to play your game anymore. Oh, come on, somebody. You sick and tired of playing the game? You sick and tired of messing around and straddling the fence? I say, who's on the Lord's side today? People, places, and things. Oh, my. Hey, careful. I may get excited here. I had to go to the chiropractor. Let's go on, Brother Dustin. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. You can't live the church life. Only, only goody-two-shoes people can live that life. All the people we saw were huge. I love the bumper sticker that says, Real men love Jesus. Real men love Jesus. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak, which are the Amalekites. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. You'll even start thinking, you'll be working in the gifts because you'll start thinking that you know what they're thinking. You'll be going around a circle, and you're thinking about what they're thinking about you, and what you don't know is they're saying, come on, Dan, stand strong for me. Let me see that what you've got in this campfire is really more than in this, in this reefer right now. Let me see, Dan, that there's something bigger than this joint that I'm holding in my hand right now. Let me see, Dan, is there something bigger in that church thing that you're doing? Oh, yes, there's something bigger. The giants are in the church. The giants are the men and women of God that say, I am more than an overcomer through Jesus Christ. They're really wanting you to say no to that circle. They're really wanting you to hear the they're really wanting to hear you say, I don't want any more mushrooms. I don't want any more brownies. I don't want any more slag stalks sleeping under the trees. (laughs) Seeing weird people. I don't want that stuff. Are you kidding me? I don't want that anymore. I'm a new man in Christ. I'm walking into what he's promised me. And we start to think the devil's lying. And that's what they think too. That's what they think too. They didn't know what they were thinking. They didn't know what those Israelites were there for. All they knew was this, that somehow miraculously they came out of Egypt and a Red Sea opened up and they walked across on dry ground and God wiped out the strongest army in the world, the army of Egypt, and they know that God was feeding them in the wilderness, and now they're coming up there in their land, in their neighborhoods. What's going on here? But you see, the devil wants us to start thinking what other people are thinking about us. You don't know that. Come on. Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt. Verse 3, why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Why would God fill me with the Holy Ghost only for me to fail around the s'mores campfire? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Now look at this. Then they plotted among themselves, let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Now let's go to the next slide. The things in Egypt, their lives were bitter. There was slavery. There was daily brick quotas, and by the way, get your own straw. Because when Moses went in there to say, I'm going to deliver him, 
Pharaoh said, take their straw away, and I still want a 1,000 bricks per slave. They got to go get their straw and keep their quotas up. There were task, try to say this word five times real fast, task masters with whips. There was torture. There was hurt. There was pain. There was depression. There was hopelessness. If you don't have any hope, your heart is faint. Your heart is sick. What are you going to live for? You got hope that you can be clean. You got hope that you can be free. You got hope that you can walk into the promises of God. But they said, we're gonna, we wish we were back in slavery. We wish we were getting our uh, backs whipped again with whips. We wish we were tortured again. We wish we were in pain and depression and hurt. We wish that we could go back to where our daughters were getting raped and our mothers were getting raped and violated. We wish for all that. Come on, what's wrong with people? Let's go to the next slide. The conduct of Israel is similar to many of us today. We shrink from the smallest difficulties and would rather return as slaves to sin than to attempt to overcome the obstacles that lie in front of us and walk forward into what God wants to give us. We always like it easy. Let's go on. I'm, I'm almost done. I know you can't believe it. Look at your neighbor and say, I bet. Yet Israel was willing and eager to return back to those things from their past that the Lord had already delivered them from. He had already delivered them from slavery. He had already delivered them from the hurt and the pain and the bitterness. He had delivered them from the cracking of the whip of the taskmasters. He had delivered them from the torture. He had delivered them from the depression. He had delivered them from the hopelessness. And now they were wanting to go back to all that mess. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody right now. I just don't think I can live for God, Brother Tracy. It's really hard. I don't think I can live for God, Brother Tracy. You have church on Sunday mornings. Yeah, duh. That's a lot of church, Brother Tracy, for somebody who doesn't go. Yeah, one time a week. Two, two and a half hours. Come on. You'll drive three and a half hours, go down there to Bush Stadium and stand in line at the gate trying to get in on the third base side. Some of you will. Some of you are wise. Amen. And then you get out there. And then you sit in the hot sun and you look up at that thermometer at game time and it's 100 degrees. You know how I know? Because I've been there on those days. And you're just wishing that God would send a breeze at 99 degrees. But you're sacrificing. You're sacrificing for the home team. But Brother Tracy, I can't go to church because, you know, two hours is a long time. Then you want me to come back on Wednesday nights for Bible study. And then you want me to help set up the puppet stage or carry some chairs. I don't think I can live like this, Brother Tracy. But no, we'd rather get back in the gutter and get high and drunk and lose out with God and get our thinking all clouded again and our vision all fogged up by the things of the world than to say, Jesus, I'm ready to go into what you have for me. I'm ready to leave the people and the places behind and the things behind, and I'm ready to move into what you have. Let's go. Great pressures and trials that are now behind us don't seem as bad as what we are facing right now because we tend to forget with time. Time has a way of taking the pain away. Time has a way of taking the hurt and the rejection away. Yes, you still remember it, 
Yes, you remember when you were snubbed at Walmart. Yes, you remember that. But it doesn't hurt near as bad as it did then. So now when you're looking at the problem you're facing now, that doesn't look too bad. Although they, the present trials, are nothing compared to what we've been through. God is just wanting us to walk into His promises. There's just a few little difficulties left in your life. But you're looking back here saying, I wished I had slavery again. I wished I had bitterness again. I wished I had hopelessness again because I'm tired. I don't want to fight anymore. Listen, if you're going to be the heavyweight champ of the world, sometimes when you get knocked down, you got to get up and fight one more round. They had partly forgotten their Egyptian bondage. And now under a little discouragement, they have totally lost sight of their high calling and the power and the goodness of God. The will of God will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. God will never give you an order to do without giving you the, the means and the provision to accomplishment. God will not bring you out of the drug world without giving you the power in your mind to stay out of it if you choose to. Let's all stand. God will not bring you out of alcoholism and not give you the power to overcome the call of the alcohol. Amen? God is a God that will take care of every situation in your life. He is a God that will take care of every need in your life. But here's the question. Here's the question. You got to do it. Everybody say Nike. Just do it. You got to just do it. What do I got to do? If you give me six months to a year, you listen to everything I tell you for six months to a year, where are you going to be? You're going to be in good shape. You don't believe me? Ask Les Steinkamp back there. Is it right, Les? Is that what I told you? You listen to me and what I tell you to do for six months to a year and things are going to be a lot better. What about it, Dandy? Is it true? Brother Tracy, I want to be like you. Come on, Dan. You can, but you're going to have to walk with me. You're going to have to listen to me, and it ain't going to be easy sometimes, and you're going to have to learn how to say no. Look at your neighbor. You like you married couples like saying this. Look at your spouse say no. Go ahead. You like it. No, no. Some of you really practiced on that. I know. You got to tell the devil no. You got to tell the voices that say we can't take the land. No. You got to tell your past no. You got to say no. I'm not going there. They had forgotten about the Egyptian bondage to the point that these little obstacles of only believing God and walking in there. That's all they had to do. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. You don't go by what you see. You go by what God's telling you. You go by what the Word of God is telling you. I want to be victorious. You're going to be victorious. This church is going to be victorious. But I'm telling you, if you want to take what God's given you, you're going to have to walk it. Amen? Don't go back to persons, places, and things. People, places, and things get you in trouble. Amen.